0: People change, people change. Hello everybody, this is Noah, and welcome to Change Talk, a podcast where I have conversations with people who are thinking about change and are open to talking about it. This week's episode, I speak with Ben Pfefferman. Ben is the founder and CEO of Abuka Esports, Canada's leader in esports venues, leagues, and tournaments. Out of office, you'll find him playing Fortnite, chasing after his four kids, or training for his next marathon. On this episode, Ben talks about his desire to balance his five key boxes, which include fitness, travel, career, family, and spirituality. Him and I discuss how screen time and work life can get in the way of this balance and what to do about it. I interviewed Ben way back in the beginning of August, so I hope that we'll get a good update from him soon. Enjoy, thanks for listening, and may Ben's Change Talk, in some small way, inspire your own. Please note that this podcast is not therapy. Please seek professional help if needed. Welcome everyone to another episode of Change Talk. Uh, you can't see me, you can't see my guest, but we are getting acquainted here. I'm with Ben Pfefferman today. I know Ben from from my own synagogue life, uh, my first my first memory of, of even learning about Ben is an image I have of a video that he did for Burning Man. Um, that's the first thing I remember, but he is a super interesting guy and I tracked him down and I, without further ado, I just kind of want to let Ben share who he is, why he is, what's going on, what are you up to.
1: Yes, thank you. I, I hope that everyone can picture me at Burning Man when they think about me. <laughs>
0: Well, I didn't know if I should say that, but I I, I it's said okay.
1: it. I've been twice, you know. It's a pretty <laughs> cool experience. Uh appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, I feel like we've we've uh known each other or at least have met each other a long time ago and have both gone through tremendous amount of growth over the past, I don't know how long ago it was, five years, ten years, whatever it was. Uh so it's yeah, it's always really cool to see. Um yeah, I guess I would just introduce myself uh you know, I think first and foremost, uh, you know, I'm married, I got four beautiful kids, uh, I live in Toronto. Um, and uh, you know, just in the pre-show interview, we were talking about sort of what's important. I, I actually just yesterday wrote down, I was like doing one of those where you throw out, write all your goals down and try to organize them in different categories, things like that, like totally unrelated to this, um, it was really because I listened to a podcast with the founder of Tom's, you know, the, you know, Tom's Shoes. So um, that was a pretty cool shoe company where you bought a pair of shoes and they gave a pair of shoes to someone who's uh, underprivileged in South America in Africa, et cetera. and Africa, etc. And yeah, it just like got me thinking about, you know, how I spend my time, how I prioritize things. Um, I'm very busy. I got a lot going on. And so I, I'm, I'm going to pull it up actually. I never just didn't even think about it, but sure. you know, I try to, I try to sort of put everything into everything I do. I need to make sure falls into one of my five buckets. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. It's a little, you know, no judgment here. Okay. I just, this was yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, but everything falls into, um, you know, fitness, travel, career, family, spirituality. Huh. Those are my five boxes. And, if something comes up that doesn't fit into those five boxes, like I'm just not interested.
0: Right. So where, where do I fit into your box?
1: Um, <laughs> this podcast, this podcast is not fitness. Yes. It's not travel. Uh huh. It's not, I mean, we're not, are we going to talk a little bit about esports or no?
0: Yeah. Well, that's, well, yes, because I really, I like to start off engaging with people and learning about like what you mentioned, your priorities are in the right place just because you mentioned your family first and foremost. But I do want to hear more about esports Uh, because I think a lot of us are, are I have lots of thoughts about it. Um, but it's, of course, not the, cont- the exact part of the podcast, but I would love to hear about it. Um, yeah. so, so then you're going to be checking off that box a little bit.
1: Yeah, a little bit of the career box. We're not related. So sorry, we don't yeah. There's no benefit to the family box But spirituality, for sure You fall into that spirituality, self-growth, personal development box So this podcast hits two out of my five boxes
0: Amazing, thank you first of all for sharing that I like that five categories uh, Something to think about So in terms of the career box, Ben How ha- how are you spending your days? What do you do?
1: Yeah, it's a little harder with COVID Because my wife's at home And our kids are out of school and out of camp um, So I gotta really fit in uh, work whenever I can, sort of work around it. But yeah, essentially, you know, I'm in the esports industry and esports is really just defined as playing video games competitively. So, you know, back in the, if you grew up in the 80s or 90s, you know, if you were good at a video game, you were like probably good within your social circle of four or five people. Um, and everyone thought they were the best. Now <laughs> we know who's the best um, because there's huge tournaments and you can compete with people around the world. Uh, so that's really the focus. Um, we have two actual gaming venues. So we have like an esports arena, mm. like huge stage and everything. So people can come in, they can play, compete, stream, which is when you broadcast yourself playing video games. Um, and yeah, it's really, we do it all in, under one roof.
0: And how did you get into e esports?
1: Yeah, I've always been I've always been a gamer, um, you know, like for the first 20 plus years and it's really till I went to university. And then, you know, later in life as an investor, I started investing in esports companies, um, personally and through my company. And um, you know, as the industry started to mature, you know, I was in investment banking and just really had this kind of realization that uh It's time to just go all in on something. You know, we as a company would never be really big in real estate or we would never be big in cannabis and other big industries. But you know what? We had the chance to be someone in esports. So Mm. um, yeah, we took that chance and pushed all the chips in and went all in.
0: Right. So it's the personal experience you've had plus uh, an open opportunity to take over or be a big player in the sector.
1: Honestly, I just never liked putting on a suit. (laughs) <laughs> right I just, didn't, I just didn't feel right um the viewers can't see but this is how I'm, yeah. wearing, I'm wearing shorts and you know like this is how i dress every day um i could just sort of be who i am it's a casual work environment and um i there are we could talk about this there's a lot of issues with video games Okay, Mm -hmm. tons, we can talk about all of them. But there's a lot of positives that I think are really uh, overlooked. And, um, you know, I try to focus on the positive things that gaming can do for people.
0: I want to balance the change talk versus this, but I I have a lot of interest in this. And in terms of the positives, what would you say? Because, you know, I always hear, and and especially someone like me, who I can't go any episode without talking about Cal Newport and digital minimalism, uh, just how potentially... uh, consuming it can be of an experience uh being a gamer um what what would you say is are the best the best things about gaming the best benefits for an individual
1: yeah i think that there was a whole generation of kids who grew up who didn't fit into the traditional sports model they weren't athletic they weren't fit they weren't coordinated um And it's really challenging, you know, when you just don't feel you have value and you can't contribute to the societal norm, which is traditional sports and primary school, high school. Your entire education is really dominated by, you know, a a cultural obsession with traditional sports. So all these kids, you know, just didn't fit in didn't belong got no confidence and now all of a sudden there's a new outlet that changes everything um you know you can succeed at things you know in gaming uh it encourages playing with other players teamwork communication responsibility strategy it utilizes so many other skills that traditional sports doesn't have but i think at the end of the day um everybody wants to fit into a community and Mm -hmm. if the only thing that's available at schools is traditional sports and you're on the outside. I think that's very hard, and um, I know a lot of kids have gained a lot of confidence um, and made tremendous connections with people through through gaming.
0: It makes so much sense. I mean, I can just think to my own experience of having so much self-esteem wrapped into my sports, and I, I think I was a pretty good athlete, which is which is great. Um, but you know, I went to school with Zach Hyman, so. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm only saying that just cause I need to mention that in some capacity, drop, nice drop there. Yeah. <laughs> right? right Not hopefully we'll get him on also. Um, and he's also involved in esports and a whole he other is, sorts yeah. of things. That's a whole other discussion, but it seems like there's meta opportunities to connect in general, whatever you're doing and gaming almost evens the playing field in terms of physical prowess and allows different capacities, mental capacities, relational capacities to be, uh, to be strengthened.
1: Yeah. And also it breaks down geographic barriers, you know, and and we've seen that in COVID, you know Um, if you want to play a game of basketball, like you literally have to find a group of guys to play or girls to play with. You have to find a location. They all have to be together at the same time, et cetera. Uh, Gaming is portable. You know, I'm, I'm in my late thirties and I can game with friends at home when the time makes sense. Uh, or people from around the world at the same time. So I think that sort of um, borderless experience that you can get with eSports and playing video games, um, I think is tremendously valuable. And you really can't get if you're just playing traditional sports or other forms of entertainment.
0: I really need to ask the question because I think about it a lot. So would you say that there's a difference uh, between being a sports fan in the, in the real world, real sports versus eSports? Like, w- what would you respond to someone like that says, well, why do you want to watch people play video games? Because that's an initial reaction I have. i got to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a tremendously ignorant comment that, that yes, occurs all the time. Um, listen, I, people will always say basically the same thing you're saying. I just don't understand how people watch other people play video games. Now, let me break that down for you, okay? Yes. Firstly, why? Why do people have a problem understanding that people watch people play video games? So here, let me ask you. Let me ask you, Noah. Do you know what the, the, the most played sport is in the world? Soccer. Yeah, soccer. Okay. Yeah, good guess. Okay, you're a little nervous there.
0: Oh, I, yeah, well. <laughs>
1: Do you know what the second most played sport in the world is?
0: I'm, I know that it's Fortnite.
1: No, sport, rec, traditional oh, sport. Fortnite. sport, sport fine. Um, I don't. Okay, it's cricket. Okay? Oh, okay. Cricket, you know, it's big in – India, Pakistan, South Africa, all over. So, if someone said to me, you know, Ben, you know, uh, I'm really into cricket, and there's this great cricket opportunities, I probably would say, I just don't understand how people watch other people play cricket. They hit the ball back and forth. There's really high scores. They always end in ties. So, why? Why do I have a huge problem with cricket? At the end of the day, it's it's simply because I don't know the rules. If you don't know the rules to the game, of course it's meaningless, and of course it doesn't make any sense. You love football because you know the rules. If you didn't know the rules of football, how stupid of a of an experience would that be? What a waste of time that is! You know the intricacies, the strategies, what goes into it. So if you if you take just that concept that once you understand the rules and appreciate the the challenges and the skill set, and you're just porting it to another activity, and that's video games.
0: Yeah, I hear it. I mean, people like watching or observing things of many different varieties and there's tons of skill and strategy involved in gaming as well it's also the personalities that come on i i i haven't really watched anything but i know that there's really great personalities that people are that are entertaining potentially educational while they're doing it but i but i wanted to hear it from someone who's really into it why do you have anything else to say on that by the way
1: yeah, you can watch it, my ice once a week if you yeah. want to understand it. But yeah, I, I think it is a little bizarre. I understand why it's bizarre that people are watching other people play video games. But these are pros. Like, mm-hmm. would you want to watch, um, what's your sport, football?
0: Football or, or basketball.
1: Would you want to watch if Kyle Lowry was like hosting like a shoot around, you know, and would just play basketball and talk about it? Is that interesting to you? Yeah. Yeah, cool, for sure. So it's a, streamers are the same thing. These are pros that are just practicing their skill for the world to watch. Right. If Richard Sherman you know, was going to do a live workout and talk about <laughs> football while he you know, ran and threw the ball around, like, yeah, people would watch that. So I think just because that kind of thing doesn't exist in traditional sports, it seems a little weird. But essentially, it's the same concept.
0: Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. And when you, especially when you extract it on a, on a higher level, we're watching the greatness and talent and skill of other people who are pros, who are the best in the world at what they do. And there's something special about that, regardless of if, if it's brain power, you know, hand movement, whatever it may be. It, uh, it's something interesting. So thank you for, for sharing a little bit about that, no uh, Ben. So for anybody else, you know, I hope that was a little bit interesting. And of course, check out Ben's work. I'm going to link it. So we're going to move right into the change talk. You have an opportunity as Ben, the person to share something that that you want to make better in your life that you want to improve. And so that people can can see different dimensions of, of professionals, experts in the world. So what do you have in mind, Ben?
1: So I think it's a good tie into kind of the negative aspects of gaming is that they're addictive. Uh, it's, it's hard to disconnect. It's hard to get off. Um, you know, for me, m- you know, my biggest challenge and the thing I'm trying to work on is, you know, my attachment or disattachment uh, to technology. Uh, I, you know, what I feel that, you know, oftentimes I'm not in the moment. I'm not present because, you know, I'm, I'm on my device in one capacity or another. Um, and and the and and the longer I wait before I deal with that, just the harder it's going to be. The harder that addiction is going to is going to be to break. And I have a tremendous amount of guilt when I when I do it. You know, like here I am um, sitting by a pool, beautiful weather. You know, and you know if I'm on my device, like I just feel I'm not present. Or you know, my kids want to build Lego, and you know I just want to really look at, look on LinkedIn and see what's going on. And so there is that element, like I recognize that, you know, I'm not present with the moment. I'm not appreciating the time. Um, but I also recognize that I'm being pulled by a very strong force. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I, you know, one of the things that I'm consciously trying and it's very difficult to regulate to, you know, to sort of work into your life in a way that um, is not, still brings this very small benefits that those things offer um, while giving you the maximum of pleasure.
0: Right. And I think what is difficult in this day and age to navigate this kind of world is that our work and the things that we do during the day are using these technologies. Our being is being on our email, is communicating, is being completely wired in and online for the most part, especially post COVID, but really in almost any industry. And the distinction that often we're able to do. And to make between work and life is much easier. But for us, it's it's very different today. It's very very different whether we're connected with people online on our free time, whatever it is. It's it, we're being pulled. We're we're being pulled into that world. And and Ben, you work in that in that world. You are glued in for most of the day. So yeah. can you, in terms of you know you brought up something broad about screen time, right, and how it's impacting you? Do you want to just sort of share the Few ways right now that you can think of. You mentioned the relationship with your kids as being one of them. Just share a little bit more about where the balance is just breaking for you.
1: Yeah, I, I try to have um, I try to have zones or like periods of the day where I'm going to use the technology and that's it. And like I'm very almost methodic. Like a certain point in the morning, I have my coffee and I sit down. And I look through my apps and I go left to right and I check what I need to check and then that's it. Um, I think during the day I'm getting better at it, uh, but it's when I'm getting home. Uh, you know, it's like my kids are, are annoying a lot of the time. I'm just going to be perfectly honest about it. Um, so sometimes I feel like I don't, I shouldn't. Like, uh, you know, I work a long day. I should get home and I should check out. There's that feeling that you've kind of earned that. You've worked hard. you got to disengage. I think we're kind of like you know, almost wired to come home and have to do that. But why, why do we have to do that? And I own my own business. It's not like my boss is a dick and I can't, uh, and I, you know, I'm so upset about him and how he treats me or her, how she treats me I have my own company. Like I shouldn't have that, those stresses to, to do that. But yet I still find myself, uh, doing that, always wanting to see what's happening, what's going on. Like I a guess subtle
0: what, irritability. Like it's just.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and the other thing that's like so disgusting, it's just like, I always feel I have to build my brand. And that means like sharing on social media and like, I hate it. And I, a lot of times I don't think it's, it's, I don't feel it's genuine. And but, like, I just feel that that's what I have to do to get ahead and to be successful is to constantly be out there. And it's like, to some degree, it's true. I, there's merits to it, but that's like the constant battle that I'm facing.
0: Right. So it's the experience itself, which sometimes is positive and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it can get excessive. And I think people can relate to that, that social media can be positive for a lot of people. But there's this excessive dimension to it. But more than that, and I think this is what I'm trying to get at with you. It's not just about when you're plugged in. It's when you're trying to be plugged out. It's it's taken something away from you, even as you're not with it. And, yeah. and tell me more about that. So what happens for you? you get, like, of course, you say your kids are annoying. Everyone, you know, probably <laughs> says that a little bit. But what's sort of going on in your head as you're negotiating, you know, oh, my gosh, I want to get away from here. Like, what's going
1: on? Yeah, I guess, you know, I, when I get home, I have, I have a choice. Either I'm going to sit on the floor and I'm going to build Lego with my kids or build a wood train station or do you know what magnet are? Yes, and marble runs like these. Mm-hmm. That's what they wanted there. You know, they're not bad things to do. I enjoy them, or do I? And, and then, or do I rationalize and say, "Come on, Ben, you don't need to do that. It's like more work. Like you deserve it." And I convince myself, "Oh, come on, treat yourself. Like sit on the couch and lie down and read something." Or
0: watch the kids yeah good job
1: look and i spend time with them on shabbos and other sunday and other times so i rationalize this and convince myself that i earn the ability and the privilege to not spend time with them
0: right and then of course when you choose not to there's this really low-hanging fruit of endless entertainment and also opportunities to take ben to the next level every moment that you're not Engaged right. is an opera is 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 a lost opportunity to take Ben to the next level.
1: Yeah. Anytime I'm online, I feel. I and again, it's it's not always correct, but I feel I can learn something, I can read something, I can build the brand in some capacity, and that is the force that is driving me to get back on the device, to get back to working or doing stuff like that.
0: Right. So what's really happened then? Let's say in the last try to be as current as possible the last few months for you in that battle, the battle of the return home, so to speak for Ben, Ben gets home. There's this thought coming up about what he's going to do. Who's been winning that battle for the most part?
1: Ben's been, well, I mean, I've definitely gotten a lot better. Um, I've sort of, you know, I've read a lot about it. I've been reading a lot of, you know, interesting, insights from health experts about it and what to do. So I do kind of create times where I do it and and I'm online and to really create times when I'm offline. Um, So I try as much as possible when I get home to do that, like get out of the house, do an activity. If I take them to the park, I'm not really going to be online. I'm going to enjoy it. So I also think I just have to do activities that I enjoy doing with my kids more. Um, So that's Which requires one.
0: some effort as well.
1: And it requires a little less coronavirus and a little bit right. more of an open society and sure. options and things to do. But I think at the end of the day, um, I go back to my five buckets and I say to myself, yeah, you know what? Family is one of those five buckets. And so there's nothing wrong with me playing uh, Peppa Pig with my little daughter that's really time well spent, and that's now how I'm trying to rationalize things.
0: It's it's hard in the sense that I think the gains, and I'm not a parent, but I can sense in some way, just like on a day-to-day level with any relationship, that the gains are not as exaggerated as they might be for you in the, in the virtual world and in, in your career kind of thing where things move very fast. These are building long-standing relationships with with your kids, which is it's not just the one time you watch Peppa Pig, but it's this succession of experiences together over periods of time with a lot of presence, um, which is slower moving in, in many respects.
1: Yeah. Uh, am I allowed to uh, introduce Jewish concepts on this podcast? or
0: Please, please.
1: Oh, okay. Well, you know, there's two parts as well. It's just there's a Muna. Like, I just... It's gonna work out with my business, and like I don't need, I don't. What's Amuna? Saying. Amuna is faith, hope, uh, trust in a purposeful intelligence out there. So, however you connect in a spiritual way, whatever that is, um, I just don't really worry about it. You know, I put in my effort, I do what I can, and that's it, and like it's gonna work out one way or another. And so, I don't need to worry about it as much. Like, I don't need to be online as long you have to put in the effort, I'm not saying just sit back and let everything just think everything's going to be okay. You have to hundred percent do it, but I grind it out during the day. I put in the work and I come home and I should be, I should be filling up those other boxes.
0: You should have the, the Amuna that if you do that full day and you come home, it's going to be fine. You're going to put food on the table. Yeah. Ben's company still going to be successful. You're yeah. still going to produce good content. You're really not going to lose as much as, as your brain's telling you in the moment.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, and I'm going to be happier for it. Yeah,
0: sure. So we, we've gotten a good sense that the change talk is around, again, we've had my sister on was about boundaries and social media. For her, it was an in, as an influencer. For you, it's, it's a little bit different. And it's about how you're spending your time outside of your work. And as we're, we're getting into this, I want to make sure to acknowledge with you the pull towards the other end. So just in general, t- talk to me about the benefits of being really plugged in the way that you have been in the way that you are.
1: Um, I think uh, you have to look at what's, what's your purpose and what are you made for? You know? like, honestly, if I was single, that's what would give me the most meaning you know, is to be successful in business. I would get more meaning out of that. You know, that would be my box. That would be my biggest box to fill up. But I think as circumstances change in your life, uh, in my case, you know, getting married and having kids, it's just not, it's just not as important or I don't want to say it's not as important, but there's just other things now that, that give me just as much, but really a lot more meaning than doing that. So, um, and, and the other part is, you know, I kind of said this to my mom the other day, like, how much do I need? Like, how much money do we, like do we have to make before it's enough? Right? Like I have a comfortable living. I have a roof over my head. I have anything that I need. I'm not by any means extravagant, but like, it's enough. Like do do I have to work twice as hard just to make a little bit more money? So I also just think about that. And I'm very real with my mortality that the lights could, could, could could be out any day now. And I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to be. Yeah. I don't know. Does that make sense?
0: Well, it's interesting. Therapist. Ben. Hey, I'm not a therapist. Well, I am a therapist, but I'm not a therapist here, but it's interesting what you're saying, Ben, because I was really asking you what the benefits are of being plugged in the pleasures that you get from it, the pleasures you get from your work, from that rush, from that excitement, what you really get out of it. And you went right to how much you want to be better than what you're doing and what's really important. So I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily take you away from that because that's change okay. talk. But I'll, I'll I do connect. want you to share with me the depth from just like you said, if you were single, this would be huge. So Ben, what, what is huge? Like what's so great about it? What's so great about being plugged in the way you are being accessible, being able to post when you want having that space to yourself to do your thing.
1: I think everyone, and I'll just use I, you know, but I really think this is like something across the board. Just everyone wants to feel value in what they do. They want to be, valued as an employee in their industry. They want to feel respected by their peers. and they're, That's the same thing. Like, and the other part is I'm extremely competitive, extremely competitive. I don't just want to work. I want to compete. I want to dominate. I want to crush my competitors. Like, What drives me in the – what gets me up in the morning is all the people that have screwed me over in my life. And like I just know I'm going to crush them in business. So that's it. Like you know, those are the things that I give me meaning in the context of the workplace and what I do. Um, I'm not saying those should always be the right motivations for doing it, but that's me. Is I'm competitive. I have a drive. I want to succeed. I want to win. I want to be the best. Um, And that's that's the benefit that I get. You know, when I spend time dialed in.
0: That's huge. I mean, that's the most. You know, these are primal urges and winning like you want to win at life you want to be validated you want to have the recognition you want to do really good work you, there's so many reasons why you, you love this rush and and just to look back at all the people that you know hopefully not in a spiteful way but it's like hey look where i am now um look what i've been doing with my time uh, it sounds like it's very appealing it's very you know there's a lot of pull there what else is really what really pulls you in
1: pulls me on, on the spend time working side.
0: Yeah. Especially being plugged in uh, into, into the media, into the immediate gratification.
1: Yeah. I I think there is that, there still is that of course I want to make money because you know, I want to, I want my family to have a good life. Mm -hmm. Like there for sure is those noble and altruistic spillovers of work. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to have the, give all the opportunity. I want my kids to go to a great, great schools and be able to have vacations and nice uh, holiday meals and, you know, all that stuff. So that is the incentive and motivation to work hard. Uh, if I didn't have that, yeah, maybe I would be okay with like an average middle of, the, middle of the road job and I wouldn't need to work hard to make more, but my stakes are so high. Like there's five people that depend on me. Um, and so that for sure is a huge Huge driving factor to keep going, to keep staying online, to keep working, to keep building.
0: Right. So you have not only your own natural desire to to fulfill or live out your your way of interacting in the world that the way that brings you energy and life and connection, uh, that competitive drive that you have, and then also, of course, the drive and pull to provide. Uh, these are real primal desires that people have. So it makes sense that this is so gratifying and, and compelling for you. So those are some of the things, you know, that immediately come to mind in terms of what you gain. If for example, that moment comes up and you get home and you actually decide not to engage with your kids just as an example, or to sort of tune out, what benefits do you actually get from that?
1: Um, I really don't. Like I, they seem like benefits.
0: What are the uh, seeming benefits?
1: Relaxation. Um, you know, maybe sometimes a little bit of closure, you know, like I, 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 leave at the same time. I get home at the same time every day, every single day I get home at four 30 to help out with my kids. So if things are you know not necessarily finished up or then I got to do that later in the day, like either when I get right when I get home or maybe in the evenings. So maybe there's just sometimes not closure with my work. Uh, I want to wrap things up. I'll feel like the day is finished. Um, sometimes it's social. Like I don't really have time to connect with friends and I don't do any of that during the day. So sometimes it's nice to at the very least if I'm scrolling through Instagram, I feel that, you know, I'm still staying in touch and connecting with people.
0: Right. So keeping connection, closing off the day. What about the benefits of sort of not having to deal with, with your kids?
1: (laughs) You mentioned they're kind of
0: (laughs) annoying sometimes. I'm sure you love them.
1: Yeah. Listen, you know, I, I I have five, I have four kids and they're all five and under. So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's that it's physically demanding. Um, You know, it's not like older kids where we can sit down and do things. We can't just like watch a hockey game together. My kids are not at that age. So you know, it, it takes a lot of effort to engage them and do things with them. But, um, you know, when I do, it's always rewarding.
0: Right. So I just wanted to make sure we extracted we've gotten a lot of reasons for the most part, why you want to continue doing kind of engaging the way you are, but you've prefaced a lot of them with like, but it's not really the real deal. Um, these benefits aren't really the real deal. They're not really what I value. They're not really checking off all the five boxes maybe they're giving me some temporary uh relief but it's not the real deal and and so it sounds like you're much more and you've talked about it already that you're already trying to engage differently with your technology usage and with that balance between work and, and home but it sounds like you're really on the movement towards that and and so tell me tell me again spell it out for me why you really do want to change your relationship and I, and, I, and, I, and I think it's coming up for me is just we've been focusing on that sequence of coming home as sort of a metaphor for all of it. Just coming home and spending time with your kids and playing with them is sort of a metaphor for plugging out and engaging in the world around you with really important people. So yeah. what would be the benefits of that?
1: You know, when I go back to kind of like the five boxes, you know, the work is just it financially enables me to fill the other boxes up. Um, And that's really, that's really how I, I, how I look at it. Like, I want to do this. I want to be successful because, you know, I want to be able to have those experiences that are, that I feel are so meaningful for me and for my family. So that's, what's keeping me plugged in and that's what keeps me motivated. Um, I'm 36 and uh, I'm not going to do this forever, but like, I kind of have the attitude of, I'm going to grind it out. I'm going to make a lot of money and then I'm going, to repri- I'm going to reprioritize and reevaluate, you know, what I'm going to do. Do I want to be top of my industry? Like, yeah, I do. I do. And I'm probably going to get there. Uh, but why, why do I want to do that? And I think maybe in the beginning it's because of, you know, I, I, I get, I get value from that and I get meaning and purpose from that. But really what i'm getting from that is i'm getting the opportunity to to be able to do other things that give me even more meaning
0: right and those other things are
1: spending time like uh, really taking time to i i used, i keep saying family but there's like a whole other box health like i want to spend a lot of time running and you know training for things other forms of competition because i'm very competitive racing i ran a marathon a couple years ago um i'd love to i want to get back to that um i've gone vegan recently and changed a lot of things in my diet so i want to spend a lot of time on health like longevity is not really a goal that people talk about a lot but it is for me like i want to make it to 100 right you know that's that's like a tangible goal is to is to be a whatever generian, set the gen whatever
0: you want uh, to yeah. balance out these boxes and it's it's like since your work has it's already quite uh virtual and it's just become more and i and i just imagine like it's everything narrows down people don't go out as much like the, the boxes are really narrowing and melding into each other in weird ways and, and you you, you want to keep that balance quite aligned in many different areas
1: Yeah, I I got, and for sure, and even if, again, I had all the money in the world, it's not to say that I wouldn't want to do what I'm doing. Like, I love what I do, and I believe that, I don't believe in this idea of retirement. I I hope that didn't come off across as I'm going to, I want to make a lot of money and then (laughs) check out. No, but I want to do things in my industry that I think would just give me more meaning um, currently, but I still, I love what I do. I love my work. I love my field. Um, and just, I guess the rebalancing would just be a professional rebalancing is, you know, what are projects or things I'd want to do, um, that give me more meaning in, in give me more meaning in work, um, and prioritize those.
0: And in the here and now, Ben, uh, outside of the future, outside of a few months from now, even in the here and now we've talked about. The kids being getting down on the ground playing with your kids more in a more present way. And I think the more you train that muscle in a sense, the more you feel the you feel less of that pull, um, away from it because you're starting to practice that. I can imagine, for example, that, that comes naturally for you on Shabbos because there's nothing else you can do, and
1: 100% and because yeah. you're
0: not compulsed to do anything else. Well,
1: well, I, okay. I, I still, yeah, I mean, I get a newspaper. And it's like kind of the same thing. Like I want to wake up Saturday morning and I want to have a coffee and I want to read the Globe and Mail, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's almost the same pull, even though I don't have any technology that's tempting me, but there's still that concept of like reading and learning and staying up to date with things. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, that's, that makes sense. But I would venture to guess that throughout that day, there's a lot less pull. Yeah, there's right. a lot less pull be- and and there's rules in place that prevent you from breaking that pull like you can't you can't check out well you can internally but you can't check out the way you can during the week
1: you're right it's it's a way healthier balance for me
0: right and i can speak for myself that i have figured out how to you know i need that i need that plug out but i haven't really figured out how to balance it during the week as well it just doesn't it's just once i'm back on it's like i'm you're back into it you're just totally immersed, uh, and it's really hard to to plug out so other than your kids, so you want to spend more time with them, that would be really helpful as a benefit of of having that clear boundary between work and home. What about other relationships with your wife as an example? Is that something else as well?
1: yeah, you know it's you know right now it's kind of like the same thing for her it's like just this pull to check out at four thirty. It's uh, yeah, it's a challenge for her, and you know we don't really have time to to spend together, um, especially during COVID and things like that. So, um, like we can't go out together. Right. We can't leave the house. We can't get a babysitter. Oh my gosh. So like, what do you you know? We, we you actually do? we went we were at my parents in Collingwood, and one night we went out to a to a brew pub and had a beer. And I was like the first time in three and a half months that we had like left the house alone together. Wow.
0: Wow. So again, that sort of hopefully um, as creating better boundaries in that sense, even though there are limitations with Corona, it would be, it would deepen the relationship you have with Abby. Um, So you have, you have those two things of course, and they're both family related. What else internally, personally, anything else coming to mind in terms of, benefits of re- of really having more of a a clear cut boundary
1: um no, i just think it's just a constant you know a constant debate on on which box you're going to fill up you know what I, every every hour everything i do is just like am i prioritizing things properly um you know like i ran i i did a uh, 100 kilometers of running Okay. So that's like, I don't know how many hours that is. It's a lot of hours. So is that the best way that for me to spend my time? Like what could I have done in that, uh, in that time that I ran? No, I I do think it's a great, but I'm just saying, I'm always having these discussions. What's the best way, how to prioritize, um, what gives you the most meaning and trying to adjust it. And I think Corona is very hard because it's, it's just very limiting what we can do and, I just don't get it maybe it's an excuse but i just feel like because we can't go places because we can't travel because we it's just hard to get meaning from from some of those other boxes when you know like you're to some degree quarantined
0: right so in terms of the other boxes if you just had to name a couple of things so you talked about just being more active physically um So what are those things? What, what, what is being act like you talk about running? Is there anything else that comes to mind?
1: Yeah. I mean, I try to quantify, like, I, it's not just, I want to run. Like, again, I mentioned I'm competitive. Like I want to qualify for the Boston marathon. Like I want to, and it's okay to laugh because that I am so far from that. And the qualification is for, for a male in my age bracket is so high or the time is so low, but, um, Yeah, I have, like, major bucket list things that that I want to achieve. And I think that's the only way that I'm going to do something is if there's, like, an end game, if there's there's an achievement. Like, do you just play? Like, yeah, it's fun to play hockey. But, like, when you have a goal to make it to the NHL, I mean, or whatever that level is, I just think it gives more meaning and purpose when you achieve it. So, for me, running is – it's training. It's always training. And, of course, I enjoy – I went for a nice hour-long run in Collingwood, 17 degrees, perfect weather. It was the most enjoyable run I've had like all year. But at the same time, I look at everything as training to achieve something.
0: Right. And that, I mean, but that just creates the motivation and the frame to, to do these things. Yeah. So can you remind me of those boxes? I just want to make sure I know I have them. So clearly family would be a huge benefit for work. Again knowing you'll still achieve what you want to achieve, but also having more, taking more time away from work to bring more energy into the other boxes then you have. What, what other boxes are there?
1: Yeah. So I have spirituality,
0: spirituality, right. Uh, however, that would mean for you. What would that mean for you?
1: Yeah, this, this manifests, you know, uh, I, I take a certain amount of time in the morning for prayer. Um, and it's really not enough. And I wish it could be a lot longer, so I got to make the times for these. And again, you know, a lot of things in Judaism do revolve around community and synagogue. And so, you know, it makes this box in particular very challenging in times like these when, um, you know, you don't have that infrastructure necessarily. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, that falls into, you know, learning, you know, like I I learned, I learned the Talmud every week with someone that I've, we've been doing this for, six years straight now. So I want to be able to, you know, have more of those experiences that, you know, give me more spirituality, more meaning and purpose. Uh, I guess that's one that I don't quantify. Um, Even though there are um, goals, you know, if you're learning Talmud, you could be finishing a chapter or a volume. Um, That's one area where there is no goal. The goal is, is the activity in and of itself,
0: right? The goal is to be doing it. <laughs> That's
1: kind of like golf too, I would say. <laughs> right. You know, when people like kind of quantify, you know, like, does anyone really care what their golf? No, it's just, you want, you just want to golf and get out on the golf course. It's just right. an experience in and of itself.
0: Right. So, so you've talked about a lot of different areas of, of positive change. I just want to clarify as we're moving into the sort of the a, a planning stage, What is the actual interactional sequence that you are trying, that you want to adjust that's in your reach with relation to work-life balance? What is one, one of the, what is the thing that's most grabbable that you can do on a regular basis consistently?
1: I I really think it comes to, you know, sort of schedule and boundaries. I have my on time. I have my off time. Um, In my off time, I should be doing things, you know, like, I should be doing things for me. If I'm going to, if I'm going to watch a TV show, I should just watch a TV show for the enjoyment of it and not uh, feel like I got to watch like an esports documentary or news shows to continue to learn. And, you know, Um, and yeah, it's at work and it's at home. It's at work is to just it's work and I'm not doing things that are not related to work there. And I think when you create those boundaries and those schedules and there's processes, then it's going to be way, way better. Like I know I did this first thing in the morning, it's done. And I'm going to do it the last thing at the end of the day. And that's it. Um, It's gone gone.
0: till tomorrow. It's, it's just, there's nothing you can do. It's, it's, it's done.
1: Yeah. That's
0: hard. Like, how do you, gonna how does that work? How do you want to do that? Um, and think small because, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, the goal here is like, is that it's not, I mean, again, to think big, but to really do something really small, what would be one step in that direction of this is work and this is other than work and then those, that other is filled with the boxes that we've talked about?
1: Yeah. Like a, a good one is like just first thing in the morning. Um. I just, I want to bang out all the things that I need to bang out personally before I even open up a phone or a computer. Okay. Right? Like I just, I, the first thing I do, I'd wake up, um, you know, I would check emails or social media. Um, and now I'm really moving away from that. Um, I wake up, I drink two cups of water. I take my vitamin. I have my coffee. Um, I deal with my prayers. I deal with my personal hygiene and I'm dealing with all those things first before I'm even like really opening up the phone or opening up the computer at all. I think just when you when you have a great routine and you know, that's the only way and the only time change is going to happen.
0: Right. So you've talked about the morning. The morning is other boxes. There's spirituality, there's health, there's other things going on in the morning. But if you had to just like choose one of those right now that you really want to, make yourself accountable for in a sustainable long-term way, what would that be?
1: For the purpose of this, I will yes. say, um, you know, I tend to wake up around call it seven o'clock on a good day. Um, so, and I go to work at nine 30. So I have two and a half hours that I need to just prioritize and make sure I use them the best way possible.
0: Right. And so that also includes time with your kids in the morning at all. They're not really, not really
1: yeah for sure i make the breakfast
0: okay so there's a whole world there's a whole world (laughs) right at the beginning of the day there's this giant world of boxes that you can fill of all the other things
1: like do i just throw three waffles in the toaster and then go on my phone and check out while they watch storybots right or you know do i like really tend to their needs and can i get you some cereal can i cut up a piece of fruit and Right. You know, what are you doing today? You know, right.
0: All that. The subtleties, the, the subtleties, the, the slow building of a relationship.
1: Then there's time for me. So then like, I'll give you an example. So tonight I'm going to come back to the office and I'm going to play two hours of Fortnite with my friends. And um, like I now kind of value that as good time. Yeah. It's.
0: It's not you know, work. It's not work. It,
1: it's definitely not work although I do stream it so but
0: no but it's not work yeah exactly. I mean it is and it isn't but you want to but you're but you're not it's not the same energy this is pleasure this is excitement this is this is hobby this is entertainment
1: yeah it's and it's it's connecting with friends it's catching up it's you know like I don't have time for a lot of hobbies so for me to play some video games for a couple hours with friends um, is like kind of the good screen time
0: right and that's a whole other dimension, and how you navigate that and what that means is a whole other thing. But just coming back to the morning, the morning routine, in terms of the, uh, there's a huge, dement, like a huge block of time. But just to make the skeleton, is it that you want to, when you wake up in the morning, you want to not be on email in any way, shape, or form related to work until what time typically?
1: Yeah. Um until I leave like until you leave, I mean, there's like WhatsApp, which I can just quickly see in 10 seconds if anything's important or not. Right. Uh, cause if something's important, people, what's at me. Sure. But, um, yeah, it's really no, it just, I'll start work when I get to the office, not, not answering a single email.
0: Right. And do you even, and the question is cause we're getting into the obstacles now as we wrap this up, if your email is completely accessible to you, like, are you open to a couple, thoughts that I have about screen time and digital minimalism? Yes. Okay. So our, for example, for myself, I use something called focus me. Um, that's a whole other discussion on the computer, but on the phone, my screen time passcode, my wife has, I set the rules because I don't trust that my free will, that my ability to navigate and regulate is stronger than the robot, which is the screen time bot that does it for you. So I, I outsource that and I hire Apple to regulate my screen time for me. And I don't worry about it. My wife has the password. So my email doesn't go on. I, there's nothing I can do. Literally nothing. Are you open to that kind of intervention, if you will?
1: Um, I am. I don't think, I mean, my phone is also like my kids, will use my phone. and No, but email, oh. just
0: email app, the app itself on your phone.
1: So, it's like a timer where you can't access it until a certain time?
0: So, do you have an iPhone? Yeah. Okay. So, on iPhone, there's the screen time plans you can create. Okay. And one of the ways you could, what you can do is there's something called downtime. And downtime you set from a certain time in the evening until the morning. And what will happen is that any app, it's, I can show you this later because we, we don't want to exhaust it. But it basically, you can create it so that certain apps are, are blocked off during that time and, the, and that you have to enter a screen time password to get them back and so in an emer like god forbid an emergency thing you, can, you need to get on your email to, to work to check work then someone can unlock your passcode and you can get back on but i don't i don't want to worry about making that decision uh every day i just it just there's nothing i can do i can't get on my email
1: so the answer is yes but like i even more so like i would want to add a lot more apps it's like email is not even the thing right. that's pulling me the most
0: instagram um,
1: yeah like i i would definitely be you know i i, I just listened to this podcast yesterday because i was driving home from cottage country but like I, m- I mentioned the founder of tom's and yeah he was talking about how he deleted instagram from his phone and like I'm, like that's for sure something i'd love to do um Yeah, 100%, I would do it.
0: Well, in the meantime, you can just delete it from your phone from the evening to the morning by blocking it. Um, And that's a start. So that's just one suggestion. Instead of every day having to make that decision anew, it's making that decision when you're clear about it and thinking from a wiser place and then saying, hey, Abby, here's my password. This is the times, whether it's from like midnight to nine o'clock where I can't access those things. That's just something that comes to mind for me.
1: Yeah, no, it's a great suggestion.
0: Okay, so what do you think you'll do? What do you think you'll actually do?
1: Um, I actually think this is going to be one of those good news stories where um, I don't know how extreme I'm going to go, but um, I'm really motivated. I'm really, um, yeah, I've had a real awakening about it recently, and it's something something that I'm really going to tackle.
0: Right. So, for this podcast purposes, Ben is basically telling the world here that he wants to have a morning routine without the typical apps that distract him from the boxes that are hopefully going to be prevalent in the morning routine, which includes family and spirituality and other areas of life.
1: Yes, a hundred percent.
0: Amazing. Okay. So, Ben, thank you so much for your time. Um, thank you for sharing your change talk. I like to always say that, yes, people are probably interested in your own change talk, but it often spurs their own ideas about the same issues. And perhaps through your change talk, other people uh, will have their own ideas in the area of proper boundaries.
1: Awesome. I hope we do a follow-up in a year from now or two years, and you'll ask me about my morning routine, and I'll be one of those success stories.
0: Thank you for being open enough to share.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me.
0: Don't forget to follow us on social media to keep updated on all our content. We are at ChangeTalk Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at ChangeTalkPod on Twitter. Editing for this podcast is done by the lovely Atara Shields tile. Music and theme song by Hope and Social in their album Yorkshire Electric EP with the song People Change.